0: This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello, it's Lolz here. This next guest is Lauren Miller. Now, Lauren Miller heads up the management agency that I am with. I'm lucky to be on the gang and on the books there. We've been mates and obviously she's been my manager for quite a few years now I'd say it'd be maybe around the seven or eight year mark um, when I asked Lauren to be on this podcast she goes on one condition can I please talk about uh, online dating and I was like hell yes so Lauren um, shares what it's like to date in this day and age when she's a single mom she runs her own business she's a go-getter she's passionate she's driven and sometimes that can be intimidating to people so she's Just a pocket rocket, pocket dynamo, and um, it's a joy to have you on here, Lauren. Enjoy Lauren Miller. Welcome. Thank you. This is Lauren Miller, a talent agent, manager. How long have we been?
1: I would say it's 2019. It could be... Nine, eight? Is it eight years? Maybe. I eight. reckon it what would be.
0: Because as soon as I moved to Sydney, I signed the dotted line. Like we, well,
1: yes, because we said we won't represent you unless you move to Sydney. So <laughs> And now, now I'm like popping back and, and forth that's around. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: At the start of not this year,
0: last year, you were like our um, theme is to be nimble. And when you and I had a meeting on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, you were like it's nimble with structure. Yes, and I love that. It's yeah. like my now it's like that's becoming my work motto.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I, you know, I've been in the in the business, which is now called HMMG, but formerly the Harriet Miller mm-hmm. Group, for over twenty one years now. I started in nineteen ninety seven, straight from uni. Right, June sixteen to be um, to be clear. Awesome. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I did straight from uni. I didn't finish uni. I did a, cu- a couple of years. I had a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and I basically said to my father at that time, I am uh, wasting your money, which he was not a fan of ever. <laughs> and at that time the receptionist role at the what was called the Parrier and Miller and Co management was open and I'd done that job for, you know, $4.50 an hour as a teenager, and so I stepped into that role and that was in 1997. And then from there you you kind of like PSV
0: here, a few people walking past. We are in the wonderful CAFNU. It's
1: okay. It's fabulous.
0: Yeah, isn't it just? Yeah, Even great, the art in this space. room is done by a local artist. Yep. I've put all over my Insta. Um, so when you went from receptionist,
1: you just climbed the ranks, right? Yeah, so I um, did my, you know, sort of, uh, it was a, le- a learning curve and a steep one. Um, and I went from receptionist, a client management assistant to being an agent and then a senior agent. And then as my father's kind of started his transition out of the business, which was sort of about 2000 and started in about 2008, 2009, uh-huh. I became um, CEO. And then I've, um, I've owned the business since 2010. Wow! And so that brought about As you can imagine, succession planning in any business is challenging. Mm. Succession planning in a family business when your father's Harry and Miller was um, triple that. Um, However, we worked through that and his his health was not in a great space anyway. So the succession, I say, was a long time in the planning but very quick to happen in the end. Okay. Um, And so then 2010 was that big year, left Darlinghurst, thank goodness, had moved to Fox Studios. I yeah. uh, loved being at Fox Studios. You there's a, a lot of magic time at that about. Too. There's a magic about being on Fox Studios Absolutely. where weren't they cutting Gatsby? Oh, they're incredible films and television and big shiny floor TV. Yeah, made of, you and know, you'd that see that the time. buggies. Like I, I remember the first great. time when I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. where the this is where shit happens in Australia." Yeah. You could
0: feel that. Yeah.
1: But also, you'd go. What, what I loved being a part of that community. You made incredible friends and. You know, network and all of those things, but you know, on a, from a business sense, you go and have a coffee in the morning at the um, at the cafe, and you know, a head of production or a head of yeah. you know, a head of broadcast or a you know yeah. whatnot from the networks or from Foxtel or or brands or whatnot would be there having a coffee too, and it would kind of spur about that. Oh, I've been meaning to call you lying yeah. about this client or that. So, Your front of mind, it, it delivered. Um, it delivered on that front and um, and loved it. But then in um, probably in more you know, a bit more connected to my sort of personal story in 2017, I sort, of found myself in a little bit of a, I just was having a bit of a midlife shift. You know, I'd settled my divorce. I was turning 40 that year. I was in a relationship. I was, you know, building, you know, building and doing things with Joshie. Um, and you were running this entire and was, business and looking after a few yeah. bratty clients, one of them probably being myself. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not too bratty. <laughs> They've been worse. Um, but really... Uh, and and celebrated 20 years in the business that year in in um in June of that year and i sort of looked over there was a you know gathering of clients and friends and family and um and my partner at the time was um in the room and i sort of looked across all these people and i and i was making a speech and i became incredibly emotional it was like this deep sob within and just something in me was just not I was not happy I felt the pressure of not letting people mm. down or letting myself down and I thought like I've got to get to the bottom of this and mm. so professionally I wanted to get to the bottom of it um and long story short within about six months we exited the office at of Fox Studios yeah, I remember bedded Joshy into you know my son to start kindergarten I'd said to I had some, you know, some staff said, Oh, well, I want to go here and I want to move over here and I want to go and work in film. And I said, okay, well, let's just sit tight. Let's not replace them. Let's, we had clients moving overseas. It was a huge sort of a lot of people were making a bit of a transition in their life and career and whatnot. And and I did too. Yeah. Um, and I just sort of pushed myself to sit on the Razor's edge for a bit, yeah. And um, we were very much, you know, HMmg in the cloud for a couple of months. better Joshy into school, and then made that realization that I was not made to be a stay-at-home mum, and I was not made to work from home, yeah. And it was only ever going to be um, temporary. But you know, the nature of our business is we need to be we need to be around people. We need to be in community. We need to be talking to people, bouncing off people and whatnot. Mm. Um, and so again, all these sort of really uncomfortable moments kind of pushed me, you know, pushed me to seek out, well, where do we want to, you know, mm. where do I want to be? Where, you know, where where should the company be? Um, and what I knew then too was that I was totally tapped for capacity. Yeah. you know the nature yeah. of the management business had become really transactional and yeah. this sort of high volume of transactions and um which is you know where they you know where the sort of the brand or the network spend or what things are gone um so i'm s- totally tapped for capacity but mm. i didn't feel like i was actually reaching the return on what i was really mm. capable of and i thought i need to i, I want to find um I want to find projects that I can get involved in that could actually build, that, that can tap into my, what I thought I was capable of. Um, and then that, you know, that Naomi Simpson is one of um, is one of our clients and, again, long story short, we ended up, HMMG ended up moving into yeah. the co-working space of the company she founded, um, co-founded called The Big Red Group. We joined experienced brands like Red Balloon and, yeah. and um I love meeting you there. It's got a good vibe. And so, you know, at the time they had 70 people in this WeWork space in Carrington Street. It's now about 100. Yeah. And so we sit independently as HMMG but as you can see, as you've seen, you know, it's all open plan. We've got obviously direct access to Naomi, yeah. which is helpful when you've got lots of work on. But also, we're surrounded by incredible consumer marketers, yeah. incredible tech, um, amazing sort of product management teams, totally. and it's so and and literally the from where I was, you know, feeling at the end of two thousand seventeen, and this, you know, I need to shift the way I'm doing life and business. Um, you know fast forward into being this in this incredible you know dynamic ever-changing sort of e-commerce environment tech environment um it that it just brought about a huge amount of just that big energy shift and and enthusiasm and yeah and i was working in the city for the first time in my whole career like Smile ear to ear on the train every day into Martin Place, and I walk down Martin Place and I feel grateful for that. Yeah, I think, God, I never would have thought that we would have been there. So, the, the reason why circling back, the reason why we say, you know, we're nimble with structure is that we sit inside this incredible co working mm. environment, but we're incredibly nimble within it. Um, you know, Rachel, who works with me, and, and also Jenny, or you know, we, we do work with. Um, Haley and Lee from Frankie and Jet, yes. and both used to work yeah. me at HMMG or with me at HMMG. Um, we, you know, we mostly all have kids or there's partners yes. or we, we have that kind of flexibility and mm. openness in our communications of what we need to get done in our lives and in our work. And um, it's It's just really worked.
0: And can I say as a client of yours coming into that space, every time I come in you'll introduce me to someone in the space or you'll, it's got this feeling of like possibility and potential. like That that really like, it's like a super inspiring kind of buzz. Yeah. Which, and I think it suits you to a T, like when you were like, You've actually inspired me because I find it really hard to work at home. I have to take myself out of home into a space yeah. where I don't know if it's like your dopamine levels of your brain change, but you know, you can't walk to the fridge or you can't just like do these yeah. little things that get you, that stop you being on track. It sounds yeah. like you're just in like this kind of like
1: think tank. Yep, absolutely. And it means that we can, um, we can go, uh, you know, being a co-working space that, you know, you can go into different spaces if you need to make a private phone call. Yeah. There's like a roof deck. There's, you know, always sort of cool and interesting speakers happening. Yeah. And um, there's always a space to be if you need thinking space. Um There are, you know, systems in place within yeah. the, you know, big red group if you, you know, where you need assistance or help or talk to people or, or whatnot. Um, and um, both Rachel and I sort of also have some big red group identities and yeah. whatnot too, email addresses and um, and things and get very involved in that community. That was sort of very much what um, Naomi and David wanted wanted us to do is be a part of our community. Yeah. And I, just lo- I love being a part of it too. But it also led to this. Idea of where I could work on special projects for them, which I have over the last eighteen months, where I'm I'm bringing my network and totally. experience into special projects yeah. with them, and built out, you know, some sort of project consultancy, which again I've I've really relished and been grateful for um, as well, and you know, long may that continue. Oh. So, and do you find that that's perfect for you
0: with your how old's Joshie now?
1: Joshy is seven and a half. So he I was asked going through his. daily um, when, how far on. away his birthday is because he's planning, been planning his birthday party since the day after the last one. What's he planning? Because you, I remember the year. Do you remember when you made the rainbow layer cake from scratch? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> because you only need to make a rainbow cake once to prove <laughs> that you can make a rainbow cake. <laughs> um, it was literally, it could be, it's right up there with one of the greatest days of my life. One of my greatest achievements was baking a rainbow cake. I love,
0: so I obviously follow you on Instagram and I love that you've got this beautiful balance, well, it comes across, so you've got this beautiful balance of like work yeah. and then you've got this beautiful soul, Joshy. Yeah, absolutely. Who's your heart.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I I talk to, I talk openly about Joshy because I love, you know, Joshy's on the spectrum. He's diagnosed as autistic at two and a half has had, you know, and the, the amazing thing about autistic kids is, you know, particularly if you're really on board, is you get out what you put in, mm. and they they love, you know, can thrive with intervention and thrive with, you know, love and engagement and tight hugs and whatnot. Mm. And um, the reason why I'm really open about um, Joshy too on on Facebook or Instagram or mm. whatnot is he's got his own sort of cheer squad of people going. Yeah. Oh my God, listen to him reading. You know, like he didn't he didn't talk at three and a half, four. You know, mm. like he didn't have language. And now he's now he sort of reads like in like one of the best readers in his class in first grade. And so, you know, people, I love that people have kind of joined that sort journey, of journey with yeah. him too but but also you know i want them to go oh well you you know you can see what's anything's possible yeah. you can see what's possible um and that people might meet a friend or somebody else to say which is ha- you know which has happened oh i have this friend who would well, i'd love you to talk to them their sons has mm-hmm. been diagnosed and you know and i have learned some hard lessons so i was gonna say oh, yeah
0: would, have there been some moments where you like but
1: there was there was the biggest defining moment was we had um, he went to a very fancy early learning school in the eastern suburbs and we're talking about how old was he, maybe three, three to four Mm -hmm. Um, and was doing a fair bit of, you know, regular weekly therapy and whatnot but would have still been in pull-ups and had some really obsessive things, you know, Pumpty Dumpty being one of them. Um, And... I got to. Uh, I was just sort of struggling to just get them a bit on board. It was a bit sort of over promise under deliver, and I just never kind of. I could just never oh. sort of get them to the table with me, and again they were overrun. And we had an amazing advocate is one of our um, sort of leaders of our kind of team therapy. And I remember I was in WA. I was driving to the airport, and with those with a. Um, with some friends and their, I think their kids are in the back, and she called me because she'd just done a, um, she'd been in the classroom, done an observation, and she called me and she said, listen, you need to get him out of there now. Ah. And he is distressed and anxious. He is not learning. He's rocking in the corner, singing Humpty Dumpty with, you know, per- per- and his pull-up, and I was just like... Dagger, died and I was just so distraught. And on the phone to her, and she said, "You need to find somewhere else." Now I don't know what it's like these days, but that that time, and we already knew he's autistic and whatnot, so we we are well and truly on our journey. Mm. But to find places was just a nightmare at that time. And I managed I was managing all of. I was head of autism operations, and I was already separated by the. By this time anyway but um and she said to me did you apply to any of the childcare centers that have a special needs resource mm. right pretty straight up mm. question and i said to her like i was furious just with the world and myself i was like which ones are they for mm. fuck's sake like which ones mm. are they mm. like the you know, $400 a, dollar an hour paediatric, you know, developmental paediatricians, all of these therapists over like that 18 months before and whatnot. And did it occur to me to ask? No. But did one of them ever
0: Help or say, or suggest like, it.
1: suggest it? Yeah. And I just took think, that. oh, God. And my, you know, my feeling for joshie was i have just blown a year of his development and it took me a really long time to actually get over the guilt of that here is my son that thrives on intervention yeah. and i have just flushed a year of his brain down the toilet yeah but you can't yeah. be hard
0: on yourself because you i watched, oh, I watched you throughout time that time oh, yeah. like you oh, yeah. were like even me as a nutritionist yeah. you'd sometimes yeah. be like okay Josh, you needs a bit of help, ha- like, and yeah. we talk through recipe yeah. ideas yeah, together. Absolutely. And I think you've always done everything in your power. Yeah. Sure, we can get foggy when there's all these, especially when other people are giving you their opinions or judgment. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, it can be hard. So I don't. I think you've, and just seeing the bond that you two have. Oh no, it's amazing. Even at Fox, do yeah. you remember you beat your desk, which would be down the back end of yeah. uh, of the space, and he would just come like pelt
1: straight to you like sprint yeah. to you as fast as he could it's just he's just a heavenly creature but i did torch myself about that and i suppose what i learned was you know when i talked to people it's like the questions aren't obvious yeah. and you've got to do you know so that's one thing i've always, I've always told that story because it it might you, you've got to you've got to know what questions to ask and mm. the only way that you know what questions to ask is to constantly ask more questions, <laughs> <laughs> but, which sounds ridiculous, but but it kind of I think. Well, to me, it kind of makes sense too. But the wonderful the wonderful part of that, which was again same same amazing woman Sue. She identified where we should go. I played straight away. And it was walking distance to my house. So oh. here's a place that is like 700 metres from my house. Meant to it was be. the most amazing preschool of all time. And it was about $120 per day cheaper than the fancy Oh, one. wow. So it's just ridiculous because throwing money at autism is sometimes a solution and then other times it's not.
0: Would you say the flip side of autism, although there can be those, the, like the challenging experience you just ex- described then, um, I've always read or heard that these kids are all love. So, like, you'll have these Absolutely. moments with this, like, epic love that yeah. you probably might not get from a kid that's, yeah. like, yeah, kind of, like, orthodox for lack of a bit, probably a very bad word to use. But, yeah. you know what I mean? They say the love that, like, it's that very unconditional love in the moments yeah.
1: But, you know, sometimes they find, you know, and all all kids are different. They find different ways to express it and mm. whatnot. And as Joshi gets more and more sort of confident around his own thoughts and in himself and in his own body and whatnot, I mean, now he just comes out with the most cracking, amazing things. And it's, and he, um, and because, you know, I rely on the help of au pairs Mm -hmm. and really close relationship with therapists and his teachers and the principal at school are just magic and they're so on board. You know, he just, um, he is so loved but he's such, he's one of, you know, he's just genuinely a loving gorgeous warm Mm. kid um and has that empathy and things like that um so he's um he's like sunshine oh he's he's just he's just a cracker
0: and he loves nippers does he do yeah Yeah. do
1: we do nippers a big (laughs) member a big card carrying member of the bronte community (laughs) he loves nippers and i've um, and, you know, we had our first weekend back last weekend and it's just amazing to, it's such a privilege to be there. Um, and, you know the water's literally like eighteen degrees oh. at the moment too, and there's no complaints. You know in they all go, but what's wonderful is that it's the inclusiveness. Like they're all inclusive. Yeah, it's but got a community. Yeah. it's and there's a lot of crossover to, between the public school and who goes to, um, who's at Nippers too. Yeah. and I just love you know because be honest, I'm not get, I don't get too much um, drop off and pick up, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'm catching up with parents and their kids at Nippers Two. And I noticed um, I with Joshy,
0: you're always taking him, like, out to nature. I'll see. You'll be, like, you'll do, For like, sure. weekends and family trips away, but they're always yeah. to get Josh and he's out in yeah. nature and, yeah. and you've
1: got to. He uh, can do hikes. I mean, we've we, we've summited, summited Mount Cool, <laughs> which was, like, and I got, got him up at, like, 5 a.m. It was punishment, but actually for him waking up <laughs> at 5 a.m. on New Year's Day a few years ago. um But you know that thing too of you know doing that heavy work in your body, whether it's an adult or a child or a special, you know a. Autistic child is that using your muscles and whatnot sends good signals to the brain. It regulates behaviour. It regulates, you know, it regulates his nervous system. Mm. So and your presence always so you're in the moment. That. But the other big thing. So the two things I push on him. Is um, nippers also helps with my um, water confidence, and if you can survive at Bronte, you can survive anywhere. Um, and horses, horses I know, very important in our family. Yeah, I've seen um, huge me. horse history, and there's also amazing documentaries and stories yeah. about autistic equine kids and horses, therapy. and the equine therapy and whatnot. But he has, as we'd say, he has a beautiful seat. Um, on a horse but he has a beautiful horse connection and ever since he was little where my mother and stepfather are on the Hawkesbury, they run a pre-training operation and he would just even at like two, two and a half would just walk along the row of, you know, the the row of horse heads coming out of their um, stables and just run his hand under their muzzles and he's, he's, I found him once in a 50 metres into a paddock of, you know, probably crazy mares. Yeah, um, and they were stood. They were stood like statues. And he's standing between their legs, patting them, talking to them. Yeah, wow. And so that made my heart l- literally fall out onto the ground. Oh, Joshy, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back you come Yeah, now. yeah. But, but incredible. But that, you know, just sort of that's that calm moment and the sense between them. it was just. It was spiritual, chilling.
0: Horses, they say horses can read your heart and they call it um, dropping in, Mm. which he would be amazing at. So uh, I did a photo shoot in Byron with horses and they were like the photographer was drunk and a few other people were drunk and the horses would rear up around those people and we were all barefoot and I'd just be standing in between, like that, the way you describe, yeah, staying between the horses and the train, the horse trainer camera over, and he's like, "I've never seen someone drop in so fast It's that mm. thing." You just chill out, and I just want to be the horses. I couldn't handle the yeah. energy, neither could they. And yeah. I can see yeah, the power. And my boyfriend gets anxiety, Matt, and I know you. I've um, we've spoken about this. Yeah. We we go to this place called Living Legends in Melbourne, yeah. and they just yeah. look after retired racehorses. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, amazing. So yeah. calm, but you've always loved horses.
0: I've always loved horses, yeah. and
1: my you know my mother's a. um Was the equine anaesthetist. She's the after-hours vet on the horse farm now Ah. um, but specialised in cattle and horses. But my grandmother was a horsewoman, you know, like we've, you know, did pony club as girl, you know, my sister and I did pony club and, um, yeah, we've just been lucky enough to be around, been around, had a bit of a country upbringing as well. So just been lucky enough to be around them. So yeah, the two things I I make Joshy engage in. Well, I'm going to send you a doco. I'm
0: gonna, there's this doco called This Way of Life, and it's about a horse whisperer in New Zealand, and mm. he just trains horses. But it's amazing to watch these little kids ride the horses yeah. with like no
1: saddle, nothing
0: tiny little
1: kids i think the horse boy is probably one of the most sort of powerful real um stories that i've ever seen about you know parents the the parents with an autistic son and that horse connection was just amazing and
0: yeah i'm so glad you talked about horses you know i'm an animal nerd i didn't have that in my notes
1: I (laughs) i love them
0: um I love, thank you for sharing and being really honest and open mm. about Joshie. I'm getting into a topic that you and I have had a lot <laughs> of fun talking about to the point that when, when we book this podcast, Lauren's like, can we talk about dating? Yeah. But I imagine, so let's just paint the picture for your profile for a moment, like successful businesswoman, CEO of her own company. I thought you were talking about my online dating profile. But no, but like of come. who you are. Like, yeah. you know, on a first date they're going to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. but um, mama of Joshie, mm-hmm. so seven-year-old, divorced. Yep. So these are all things that could potentially intimidate other. Yeah.
1: They shouldn't yeah.
0: at all, which we just spoke about, but... Uh, tell me about the tell me because we you got me onto Bumble and that's how yeah. I met my boyfriend. Which I love.
1: So it's all because of me.
0: <laughs> it was you take take full credit, hundred percent, hundred percent. To the point that Lauren's like, you need to get, you need to change things up. You need to get on Bumble. And I was leaning on the photocopy, like right next to the photocopy <laughs> machine. You're like, have you got on it that fast? <laughs> it's Like two minutes later. So tell me what's that, what is dating online dating like in well me, do you meet people on Bumble and what do you use Oh
1: look I've I've kind of I've tested a few bits but you know ultimately I I waited until my I was sort of single for two years post separation finalising my divorce and I didn't feel I didn't feel great I didn't feel good in myself I didn't feel confident I just kind of wanted to close that chapter before I. Um, got out there and then um, it was actually I had an amazing au pair called Nikki mm. um, who was not not that much younger than me and she said right I'm leaving in two weeks you've got two weeks to I think it was Bumble that I first got on she said you're right you've got two weeks to get amongst it <laughs> I will parent you know uh-huh. that whole time it was just hysterical and I probably needed that little push to um to To do it, and I'd had friends. My friends Pip and Lucinda oh. had spent in the months before. You know both of them mm. had spent. Uh, probably that Christmas. This is about February, March, and they'd spent. We'd spent time together at Christmas. Mm. So I'd, I'd had my profile and all of those things ready, and I just it was that big step. And those things to consider too. You know, yeah, I'm a single mom, and there are so many single moms. But it was more about. Oh my! I've got two. Have I got a? I've got a public life Mm. um I have you know I've had a public family history Mm. you know how public how open do I want to be um and then ultimately I just sort of let go of that because what it came down to was I'm I was turning 40 that year I was divorced I felt a bit attention starved and into Mm. you know Intimacy, love-starved, all of those things. I thought I have a lot to give, Mm. and you know, love, love, and all of the cliches or whatnot. But I thought I just want to meet. I just want to meet people. Yeah. I just want to dip a toe in the water here. Dip a toe in. (laughs) Dip a toe in. And so, as my sister says, you know, talk to it like a duck to water, (laughs) and just sort of and crashed and burned and learnt the bits and far too trusting and all of that stuff. Yeah. But after about six weeks, met someone and spent the next sort of just over a year with them. Yeah. Which was amazing and, um, you know, he was kind and warm and, you know, complicated and all those. We all have a bit of complicated baggage and whatnot. Um, But helped me navigate sort of some things over this sort of, you know, midlife, I'm not going to say crisis because it was never a crisis, but it was a a shift Um, and, you know, had a lot of fun and all of those things. But what I kind of what I found really hard to reconcile and I and I still do is this sort of the disposable nature of relationships yeah. and and my yeah. girlfriend of mine Vanessa's so when she sort of coined this recently she said yeah they're so disposable mm. it's relationships that there's so many people and people are talking to so many people and, and you can swipe you can one way <laughs> swipe away or you yeah. can, you know you can date someone and then just go oh no you're off oh, off. I go and you know, yeah. and 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 it being disposable. And, and the other thing too is you know, you know, sensitive around that um, moment of well, you know, when are you actually in a relationship with somebody, um, and how many people are they talking to, and have they got like attention oh, coming yeah. elsewhere? And and that's always been a bit of an insecurity for me too, and 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 Naturally to a degree. Though. Absolutely, and to a degree, goes on, but it also comes back to, well, where am I? You know, it's not about them. Where am I in that? You know, yeah. am I? Am I? You know, if I feel let down, then have I let myself down? Mm. If I feel rejected, I'm I'm rejecting myself ultimately. It takes a
0: lot of self work to figure that so, out, though.
1: You know, and um, but also, so when that, um, you know, when that's sort of ended last year, halfway through last year. Um, that's probably um and I was it it didn't end it didn't end well it ended in silence which was crippling mm. and um, yeah, there was I, no closure was there no but there, yeah. there, there there has been now but there was a bit of you know there, just that kind of activity was that sort of, Terrible dating, ghosting, going to silence, activity was happening. I got a lot accused of ghosting once. You know, and it was just fun. It was before. just it, I just found that challenging. But um, but that's when I started, um, that's when I actually thought, well, hang on a minute. I've I've just felt awful. Um, I felt awful in it, but um that's when I started seeing like a executive leadership coach that's probably where my actual real i sort of started on the new path from started on a new path from that but you know i it's so that you know they're dating in your post-divorce dating in your 40s all of that stuff you know i've met the most um i've had i've had awesome times i've had had challenging times i've had a couple of Absolutely disastrous dates, two of which I can tell you. The first one was someone we had a huge amount of mutual friends. Oh, and yeah. He, we, we went down. Oh, we just went down to somewhere in Bondi, whatnot. We both lived in our kind of hood. And I just thought fo- I don't know what was going on. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I had too hot a shower. I could not stop sweating. Oh, shit. Sweating, And yeah. I'm from a long line of face sweaters. So I'm sitting at the oh, table yeah. literally sweating from my face profusely, and it couldn't stop. And I thought, oh, I can't, I can't stop. And, of course, because I'm me and I went to school in the suburbs and blah, 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 of course I'm in the restaurant on an awkward first date sweating profusely and Tallulah, who used to work with us at HMG, is sitting three tables down. No. You know, so it was just, or it was awesome. So that I felt that that was a bit of a disaster. That That went nowhere. The other disaster was probably... A guy that lived around the corner and I thought, you know, and I said I was really open and I said, you know what, this is doing my head in. I just, this is very early days. This is sort of in the first sort of six-week period. I thought, you know what, it's doing my head in. Let's just, you know, can we just have like dinner as friends or whatnot? But I'll be honest, he's, you know, I was on Bumble or something, his profile pic, and I was like feeling my way and probably being too trusting and whatnot of people. Anyway. Profile pick was like awesome, hot dad. A couple of red flags in there as I, when I think about it now. What were the red flags? Anyway, well, the first red flag for me is always a man in his 40s who has um, pics of being at, um, What's the music festival in the oh, desert? Coachella. No, not Coachella. Um, the what? Burning Man. Yeah. Burning so Burning Man, yeah. Man says, I've left my wife and kids midlife crisis. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Amazing, that's a, amazing, It's a sweeping generalisation. Anyway, amazing. so the person that opens the door was literally was a little bit of a haggard midlife crisis version of the hot profile pig. gotcha and then That's called catfishing it, is it's it, no it's I not like it's called I something know. else but it was anyway so that and then that was fine he but he was drunk let's be honest he'd already drunk half a bottle of wine or something by the time I got there um but i think the highlight was <sighs> when he then put was then put pot in his vape and got Absolutely baked in front of me. First time you met him? Yeah. Amazing. And, and you thought, hadn't been out to oh, dinner and yet? And I just laughed myself thinking, no, we had dinner. It was at his house. We had dinner at his yeah. house. He lived like 300 yeah. metres away. And he got really, really stoned and I thought, wow, am I... Am I that shit company? He no, has no, yet? no, that's Sorry. a reflection of him. But I just yeah. laugh. I just laugh. Oh. I went. I was like oh, nine o'clock. Oh my god! I've absolutely got to go. And I just walked home, called a girlfriend, and laughed oh, my, my god. ass Good off. Good content, thought, but it was all but all brilliant. But I've met some amazing guys. I've made fantastic friends, and some kind of might have. You know, been a few dates or whatnot, but um, but it's just been incredible. I've always um, harboured the secret crush for the police detective sergeant. Oh,
0: that's um, right, that's right. Heaven, I was
1: listening to too many true crime podcasts at the time. I think. <laughs> but but giving and all you want is integrity and honesty and whatnot. And sometimes the integrity is a bit lacking. Yeah, okay. Um, and I've been, you know, e- even in more recent times totally swept off my feet straight into that kind of very full-on and you know don't look sideways and this is together and I've got your back and all of these things and then until the moment where suddenly that just switched off I was like okay um so but what I built is probably a bit of you know, through doing work on myself and all the work I did last year, um, is building the resilience and the tools around that. So I know that it's you know it's not me, but I can I can wait because I'm I'm committed. I'm committed. I love yeah. you know I love being. I want to I want to be in a relationship, but I want to be in a relationship with my equal, and totally. my equal has some pretty key core characteristics like. Integrity, and trust, yeah, communication, same values, you know, yeah, fun, yeah. intimacy, growth. I'm trying to remember they all come from my guy Craig. I know. I want um, to ask more about you Craig, know, it. You know, and safety and, and, and all of these things. And, and so now how I approach it now is... I'm, I'm I'm so up front yeah. and I'm so upfront on what I want from day dot. Yes, yeah, so got the, You know, I've, I've had those words, I'll communicate those words and then I'm looking for my equal and they have these characteristics yeah, so and that kind of, that sort of, uh, what that does is two things. Either says, you know, see you later or it says I love the idea of that. I love that you know what you want. Yeah. You're the, you know, unicorn, you've got your shit together, all of that stuff. Yeah. But I and I don't apologise for how how upfront I am no, on no, that because be. it's not waste time. Because also, if that's not if you don't think you're aligned on that, then let me go. Yes, save save you know, save us so both time. So I think that you know the most recent example too is that you know all of that was aligned well and truly mm. until one day it wasn't. Yeah, you know, and, and you could be a light shift. Yeah. Well, you know, not really. But anyway, but you know, I sort of dust my again. I dust myself off from that. Do do Pete
0: has people ever been on dates with you and then asked you because obviously you are like one of the biggest talent agents in the country? Have people ever been so? You know, I've I've dated guys that have asked for your details, like have yeah. been like, I want Lauren to manage me, and I'm like, oh wow, well, I'm here just as yes, a vehicle to get yeah. to
1: Lauren. Um, no, but I think that what what sometimes comes with that is. Um, you know, I had a very famous father. I had they yeah. had a perception of who I am or what my life mm. is like or what you know that I'm swilling champagne five nights a week. Um, That'd be nice, and or you know, made sitting on a you know, wad of cash. Mm. Or, yeah, you know that sort of trust fundy moment, and and so I think, but those people you know it's, there's the natural selection kicks in there too i they they don't ever kind of cut across yeah. i remember having um i remember getting a phone call from someone who's ended up being a great friend the um and <laughs> <laughs> the next morning and for whatever reason, somebody he was telling that he'd met this great girl called Lauren and she's a talent agent. She's really cool and oh, it was so great and all of this stuff. And then someone in her, someone in his office is obviously like immediately um, Google stalked me or whatnot and just like gone, um, is this her? And so then he rang me, kind of embarrassed that he might have said the wrong thing or like undermined my you know, and ah. I was like. I no no. Like But that's a, sweet. I would see that as sweet. Absolutely yeah. divine. Yeah. And is and it and is still that divine person. Um but it so it uh, look, it's just different. Mm. And then, you know, others are a bit like, you know, swept into a we can be power couple mode, and then they oh. you know, then they kind of implode. Um power <laughs> couple. There's a cry. But the wonderful I think the cool thing is the um, is that it is an opportunity to m- meet people and make friends or, you know, or build bigger connections. Totally. People can use it for hookups or whatnot. That's not my um, purpose. But um, I'm still but mates
0: it, with friends in LA that I met on Bumble. Yeah.
1: But it's a, you know, it, it can be brutal. Oh, yeah. And it can be, and as, you know, my friend says, it's it can be disposable. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, I still, I still have a burning flame from someone who was from years and years and years, you know, like in my 20s, yeah. in my late teens. Yeah. But, um, you know, we've all got. Bit, so you've you know, got everybody. a flame for that person? Oh, there's all, yeah. There's oh, I still, love there's still that. flames, yeah. yeah.
0: But true um, really romantic. But
1: I just, oh, you know, I'm trying to go with the flow. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can for my child, for my totally, self, totally, my business, our clients, my friends. I'm a I'm a I can be a crap daughter and sister, I can tell you that. However, um, you know, I'm doing my best. You're doing a bloody yeah. great job of it too. And remember also,
0: you're you are more than a manager to all of us. Like yeah. you guide us, you yeah. I mean, it, I've dated people before and you're like, you need to stop that. You know, yeah. like this is, that person is not well, there. But you were always able to help me when I was really stuck yeah. and lost. And
1: but we had, I had a meeting over at Line the other day and and she would, she was, intri- you know, senior exec there, was introducing somebody else into the mix that we would talk to and and she said, yes, but you care. Mm. You know, the difference is that, you know, it is, is really the through line is the care, this totally. sort of... Um, and we do have a huge amount of care and and an attention to detail, but we're also brutally honest. You know, you and I, or you know, and other clients or whatnot. You know, we have we have truth bomb conversations, yeah, and they're both yeah, they come both do ways. You, you, you know, we're, we're not per, we're not perfect. We stuff up. Oh, no, we, you have never you know, really stuff up. But you know, I have though. <laughs> Yeah but that's and and that's okay too. We build we get over that. And and some you know and that's why we have long-term client relationships but you know also long-term relationships can come to an end too and that's you know that, that can be just part had, of growth. Absolutely, I yeah. probably had one or two in my 21 years that have ended in a not nice way, but yeah. the rest, you know, I've always said you can't represent somebody who no longer wants to be represented by you. That's That's so, good. pat That's them on good. the pat them on the bum and send them off. I
0: the remember way. you you were able to pull my head in. I've i definitely you've held in held space for me when I've been in my brattiest of like I've generally come out the other end yeah. pretty. Oh no, fast. you've matured beautifully. But <laughs> there were times when I was a full brat and I would like get rid. Really Really worked up, and I was very irrational when something wasn't going my way. And one day you got me into the office, and you were like, Lola, we need to stop acting like a big brother house. Do you remember? She yes. said this to me. She's like, Stop, we need to stop. it was it's not going to end tomorrow. She said this really calmly as well. It was yeah. like, We need to figure it out. And, and I'd be like, almost be like, Yeah, you're right. I need to. I need to. Yeah. And even conversations that were, and you were always, and you've always been so fantastic at, at having the hard combos in a really, like, authentic, clear way and I'd always be grateful for them after. Yeah. They'd always teach me something. I'd always be like, oh, fuck, she's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's and hard. it's meant that we've now got this huge respect.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, you uh, to touched on this. We had a meeting earlier this morning and you started telling this wonderful story and I was like, save it for the potty because yeah. you and I are both quite passionate about working on yourself and yep. you were just saying before you've got an executive coach I've got yep. a kind of like life coach but also a therapist yep. and and he's called Terry and yep. it's my non-negotiable yeah it keeps me clear it gets me out of my own way it stops yep. being brat like it just yep. he'll literally I remember I went there for breakup and he goes
1: so how much longer would you like to date narcissists for Lola? I know isn't that funny yeah <laughs> so I started I started, and I'm late to it. So, I I started halfway through last year, mm-hmm. um, and again, it was two weeks post to you know post a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it turned out, two weeks before my father died. Yeah, and I was with him. I saw him once a week till for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. for the better part of you know five to six months. Mm-hmm. Um and I think about where I was on that first day. And I'm someone that, you know, if I'm nervous about something or I know what I know I'm about to have this big release, I'm crying before I've even touched the door handle to go in. Um, I have no problem with crying. I think crying is spectacular. Yeah. I love I am I'm absolutely a crier and proud of it. Um, but you know, weekly for six months. So that was the therapy sort of part, as you said, and then in from this year it's been once a month. Um, but the wonderful thing about him is that as I say, you know, a lot of psychologists just shift the dirt around the surface. Mm. You know, I come from I have a complex family background, your complex father, complex relationships, or all of all of those things. And in myself and and all of that and the relationship piece at the end of my marriage or things for Joshy, life is unfair, you know, like all all of those things. But also having massively high-achieving parents. I think that puts a lot uh, of pressure on yourself. uh, Absolutely. Um, And my siblings are high-achievers and my step-siblings are high-achievers as well. They're all around me. Um, And, you know, I so did the therapy over the first six months and kind of did the deep acceptance work, you'd call it. Yeah. And then moved into um, but, like, really gets to the bit and Uncomfy the same stuff. like do you want to keep dating narcissists you know mine was creating this moment about um you know finding it's equal or single mm. you know and so um That's in the cool. relationship piece but obviously there's been a huge amount of the work things too you know I, I was working on these you know big projects and it was that reminder of you know one of my um one of my kind of Um, like mantras and I have it in my phone, it goes off twice a day still um, and it's all in emojis, which was touching into different parts of my life Mm. but it was I am loving, dynamic, sexy and clear Oh, how good's the work! Right, yeah. so it, and it was yeah. that you know it's about you know my heart. It's about what I pro, what I project and owning my confidence. Mm. It was about my self confidence. My you know in my own, being happy in my own skin, mm. but also I'm decisive. I'm oh, clear, you are clear. what I want. I've and always thought you're clear. I mean that structure that I I'd never had before. And I'm yeah. so I'm so grateful um, for that too of being able to and I you know I talk I I talk about it. I talk about. Um, I talk about him. I've referred friends to him. A lot of people I know also. You nearly know referred him the bushes this morning to him. You know, oh no, no, that's a different guy. So <laughs> I was through my friend Vanessa, who's a counsellor. She, um, she literally said to me, with laughing about it. Now that I have seen him, she literally said, "Don't ask me too many questions because I don't know how to answer them." But here is the name and number of a guy gar- of a man. He has a treatment room in his apartment and you just need to book an appointment.
0: Wow. I love that.
1: "Um, Okay. And I've got a curiosity around Mm. it and now that I'm sort of on that journey about, you know, energy and being more mindful and being a bit more kind of frankly accountable for my own Mm behaviour and creating a bit of distance between me and somebody else's shitty behaviour, you know. So um, and I still react badly to things, I can promise you, but... Um, but that's mostly my family cops, that sadly. Um, but anyway, so I just booked an appointment. And it was like 9am on Wednesday, show up, I have no idea what this is going to be. But what I did know is that he works on a cellular level, has a neuroscience, you know, as a yeah. neurologist background. Yeah. Um, and that was about... Who knows whether what comes up or what not. Who, who knows go what's going to come up. But, again, because I can walk in there and say this is the kind of work I've done, this is what I think about, you know, I have I have some big top line stuff yeah. around being alone or, you know, um, so we could just kind of get I'm pretty stuck in, and the openness helps in these things, yeah. right? So it's like working, working the muscle. But then one of the, and so he's kind of like a with the reiki kind of hands. Yeah, you call him like hands, reiki for the brain, me. basically. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just again, I have no, I don't actually have the vocab to explain yeah. what it is that he did. Yeah, but at one stage, I'm lying on the table and I have, I have tears pooling in my ears. And it was something huge about my, it was a huge kind of let go acknowledgement moment about my father and he's got his hands on my head at that moment. It was like, <gasps> oh, wow. Um, which was incredible. Um, and and then he, th- he was like, touching my ankles or things like yeah. that. And he's he's incredible, interesting, yeah. Answer all these questions. It was just amazing. You know, d- again, dynamic. And when you walk into the presence of someone and go, Ooh, like this is this is going to be incredible anyway he sent me i love this, I love this. <laughs> he's like i have i've always i never take them off i have like four rings that i wear on my right hand Yeah, I know them all. um like a big one on the center finger um i have a little diamond a little ring the girls from the office gave me i have my family my miller family signet ring um and he looks up and he said right what's that ring in the middle and I said, oh, you know, this is where it came from. Um, and, it, you know, I've always, I've worn it. it, came, you know, from my ex-husband before my son was born. And he said, this ring is a huge blocker. Oh, wow. It's blocking energy. Get it off. You need to remove it. And then he talked through the he others. He said, oh, the other's less, but, you know, you don't care about this or this has bad juju or whatever. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. And then so I was like, wow, ooh, oh, okay. And so you just want to go with the flow, right? And so then we kind of went on and talked about other things and I asked him questions. We talked talking about other stuff. And then there's this moment I just sat up and I said, look, do you have any dish? Like, <gasps> I really really <laughs> like I feel like I need to, I can't get these off easily. I, think <laughs> I need to take these off right now. And he said, I'm so glad you said that. And so he came back with like some beautiful like peppermint oh. oil or something. And um, and, and I immediately took them what all off. What a legend! And I said, "Oh, what about the other Sony? He said, "I'll oh, just have a break." And so, I mean, that's the thing. People might think, "Oh, that's did you just sleep with those rings on?" No, I never took them off. Oh, I literally, okay. yeah. I, I literally, um, I literally never take them off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love spray tan. Um, I literally never take them off. Um, so. So it was a really big thing, and um, he said, just have a break, have a break, yeah. ta- definitely take the big one off, but have a break from all of them. And that so story. it sort of feels slightly. I feel a bit, feel naked I feel with, naked yeah. without them. But just one of those things, why not? Yeah. Like get amongst it, why Being not? Open. Be curious about it, be, you know, try these yeah. different things. And, and I've done, I might have done kinesiology or things over the years. No, and, that one sounded good. But, I mean, this is, this is amazing. But it's also because it created this openness um, that it's really, I just found it incredible. And the cool thing too is that, i do another session with him, but he said um, uh, I talked about Joshy yeah. and he said he would see us together oh, because cool. it sort of channels from one yeah. and whatnot. And one of the very interesting things, and I talk about like alone and loneliness and whatnot, one of Joshy's biggest anxieties is around bedtime is about... Um. Don't don't leave me alone. Yeah. Don't sleep. I don't want to sleep alone. Yeah. Um. And so it was like, ah, oh, like oh, revel, yeah. you know. So these sort of revelations come in fits and spurts. I
0: think. Can I ask one more question about therapy? And you, yeah. absolutely, don't have to answer if you don't want to. But also, last year you kind of lost a soulmate. Uh, it was last. Oh, year. Oh yes. Oh my god. Such a. Epic human, I was lucky enough to know as well. But I believe that gorgeous Christian, Christian, in and I don't correct me if I am wrong, but I feel like he saved you in a way when you were going through divorce Mm. and you were just. And he's got. He's one of those people that can make another human feel love very beautifully in
1: just his presence. He he Christian was just amazing, and he we um, I basically. Which I'm very proud of. I I kind of um, stole him from working on one production. It was amazing, DOP, and brought him onto work and introduced him to Pip, who's producing oh, Fashion Bloggers. We love Pipi, and shout out so we kind of stole him. But and then where that ended up was on the series two finale of Fashion Bloggers. Yeah. I'd done the deals with. Qantas and tourism, um, Dubai, Dubai, or Dubai yeah, to shoot the finale in um, in all in Dubai for yeah. ten days. It was incredible. And Christian came, and so I was I don't know four or five months into my and another friend of a, a you know friend and dop uh, Nick was on that, and they were friends too. Yeah. So we're all kind yeah. of mate, you know, working on this show and. um and we spent these 10 incredible days together, but I was pretty, I was broken. I he was made really just happy to in that skydive thing, didn't he? Yeah, but I, <laughs> we were really busy, we were on the ground for 10 days. We were, you know, shooting Sex in the City style ending finale endings across the sand dunes with the girls looking spectacular in their high fashion. And um, but we just spent, he just was that probably that male friend and male company, and Nick was too but was but we just had a really sp- a bond, and, yeah. and he was like, "It's going to be alright." Oh, I remember yeah. one day we we're on like the bus going to shoot B-roll or whatnot, and they were showing some photos from the night before, and one of them said, "Oh, is that that could be your new Tinder profile pic?" And I'm like, five months into my separation and dealing with the silence, suffering in the silence of that, and I just burst into tears, going, "I don't want to, have to go on Tinder." Like, <laughs> and and we just they just helped. I just laughed and cried yeah. through it, but our you know friend connection stayed forever um but one of the amazing things we did while we were there was going the wind tunnel yes this is Um, the thing and it was literally that like it it is it is such a such a huge like letting go release adrenaline yeah unbelievable yeah Yeah. um and that really it, it was at the end of the trip and it really set me on my path and when I got home I was able to just you know with his support and the other friend you know other gorgeous friends like Pip and Lucinda, I was able to really um, just set about kind of, you know, get it done really. I think Um, he brought an element of freedom to um, his whole spirit. His whole life and and he was travelling the world and, um, you know, after he left us he was, you know, going to Germany to then, you know, frankly court his, you know, who became his wife, Suze, who he loved, Um, and just that free spirit and a mad skydiver and everything else. Um, and he, but he, even when he moved overseas, he always, you know, yeah, remember him telling us when he was going to propose and all of this. Yeah, he'd always stay in touch, even people around the world who absolutely loved and adored him. And so, when when he, he died in a, you know, freaked speed riding, speed flying accident in Switzerland mm. early this year. Mm. and Was that this year? It was this year. Um, and it was just, it was, uh, and I've only lost one really close friend before, but I remember Pip called me from LA mm. and I hadn't, I think I'd just come out of yoga or he something had. on a Saturday he morning. Me. yeah, yeah. And I'm walking down Hall Street in Bondi and she calls me and she said, you know, baby Christians died and I just literally fell to the ground yeah. in Bondi. Of course, being Bondi, people probably thought I was high or something. No one came <laughs> near me. Um, But and I just and I really, I really struggled. Yeah. And I... And I and I, I, I went to Craig. I couldn't work, like, for a couple of days. It was just awful. I went to Craig and I said, you've got to give me something. Mm. Give me something. And the thing that he, the tool that he gave me was this line to say, I choose for you what you choose for you. Mm. And it was like... Phew, you yeah. just lifted. You chose that life and I chose it for you too. Yeah, I you know, had an amazing life and amazing friends and all of that. And that and and that's where, you know, I found such you know, I could find the comfort yeah. in that. But it was a huge, it was a huge loss for many. For many, many people, just and all around the world and stuff too. We met
0: about a week later, you and I. Yeah. And I
1: remember walking
0: in, having many with you, and just like hugging you, and you were just so. You know, I've I'd never seen you more heartbroken mm. in, in our time together oh because gosh. he he. I think he, yeah, he was there for you when you needed uh, a, a, like a male energy uh, to absolutely. show you that you're seen. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: And But we worked with him on many projects and, yeah. and so oh, and even a, though he was he this was
1: just a, he was just incredible just creative,
0: yeah. he was also yeah. this incredible skydiver and oh. filmed his own show. Yeah. And
1: and to round it out, um, because I work within the Big Red Group, that um, you know, inside their environment, yeah. I own Red Balloon. A group about there's a group of ten people doing a skydive in um, Wollongong in early November and I've had a voucher oh, for 18 months or so I think it's my birthday there? on Monday so I've had a voucher for a year um for a skydive at Wollongong and they were kind of rallying and you know we're a member of all their like slack channels and all of that kind of stuff too and they're like there's one more spot and I just sort of walked over to one of the girls hurry in the office and I was like I think I'm gonna come I think I'm gonna come and I thought you know it's that sort of Yes. you know watching all these sort of tributes to Christian and whatnot I always said to him you know if I go can you come with you know yeah. will you be there and all of that um, and um, but the opportunity to go with nine people who are yeah. you know known and love from um, the office and um, and be there and sort of support one another yeah. through that too but again for me I think it's it'll be a massive, general um release moment too which I'm really excited about I'm excited for you um and I I love that you got given the voucher almost a year ago and you're like oh oh I'm gonna do it I have to do it and you're just gonna say you've just have to sometimes just say yes I'm so excited for you yeah so I'm I'm pumped about that and I'll you know get the video and do all of those do all do all of the things too um how long do you think we've been talking for I don't know. You can't peek. We've hit an hour. Oh, there
0: you How are. crazy. Can I ask you to share, um, to to round this and to end this with those, um, your mantra that you're one of the um, healers or therapists works yeah. with, the, with the emojis that are sent to you every morning. Yes, yeah. So can we share that with the audience? Because I think it would be a good mantra for any person that just oh, wants to have more confidence and yeah. believe in themselves. Yeah.
1: Which is I so if you think about it, it's a what is it? I have to look in my phone. It's um, it's a love heart, a explosion, the dancing woman, and <laughs> the sexy. um, wait there, it'll be in my it'll be in my watch. Because it was like clarity and clear. Okay, and the um and the um a uh, clapping hands. So, it's a love heart, the explosion, a dancing woman <laughs> and clapping hands. Like, make a decision, you're done. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, it's. Um, I'm loving, dynamic, sexy, and clear. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't yeah. think, think of a yeah. better way to
0: end it. And you are all those things. Thank you. Lauren, thank you so, thank
1: so you for much. It's so weird. My and my client.
0: It's so weird that we've actually got the same name, but I don't get called it. It's very <laughs> weird just
1: to <laughs> say it then. <laughs> I know. But my nickname is Lolly yeah
0: Mm. thank you for um yes being my manager for so many years now but also you've been my mentor and my guide and you've had my back so when it hasn't been probably fun to have my back
1: (laughs) (laughs) I promise it'll pay off one day Thank you. It's up every
0: day. You're wonderful.
1: Thank you. Big Glad love. Proud of you for doing a podcast, by the way. Yeah, she Woo! pushed me
0: for it. <laughs> I finally did it. Big love. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yamo berry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love.